Differing Things is a podcast which focuses on how far religion and society have deviated from the Bible. Differing Things will cover many topics, both spiritual and current, to draw our listeners closer to their creator. Now for today's host, Dr. Bill Petrie. At times in your life, Have you felt that you were all alone and yearned to be with and feel connected to others? I have. I think everyone has at some point in their lives. This feeling describes the emotion that we call loneliness. Other words people use to describe loneliness include that empty feeling isolated, excluded, left out. You can feel lonely when you are physically alone, and you can also feel lonely in the presence of others. Loneliness is really a reflection of whether you feel connected to others. God is a God of relationship and community. That is evident in his very act of creation. In the opening chapters of the Bible, God established that it is not good for the man to be alone. His solution? I will make him a helper, a companion. He brought Eve to Adam, and they became one flesh. We are designed to be in community with God, and with one another. Perhaps that is why loneliness hits us the way it does. The Bible has a lot to say about feeling lonely and its opposite, feeling connected. But before we get to that, let us take a closer look at loneliness and the effect it has on each of us. It may be clear to you that you feel lonely. You long to feel connected to others, even to be held. But what if it is not obvious? Depending on the situation, there are signs of an underlying state of loneliness, and they may include feeling bored and or excessively tired, feeling helpless and threatened, not sleeping well, being physically inactive, including not exercising. While it is normal to feel lonely from time to time, ongoing loneliness triggers stress that is so potent it affects everyday life. A person may feel tired and lethargic and less mentally alert. He or she may experience stomach and digestive issues and other incidents of sickness and disease. Recent research has found loneliness was associated with a risk of early death that is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day and that it was more lethal than 
gross obesity. In contrast, people who reported having greater social connections were associated with a 50% reduced risk of early death. Because people who experience ongoing loneliness do not feel well, they frequently engage in behaviors or ingest substances that make them temporarily feel better or that will numb their pain. The danger is that many of these substances and behaviors are addictive. Common addictions include alcohol, drugs, tobacco, excessive eating, exercise, media, including television, internet, and smartphone use, sex, shopping, and working. Research has found that nearly half of all Americans have an addiction to one or more substances or behaviors that have serious negative consequences for their health. And out of that half of all Americans that have these addictions, nearly half of those have the addictions because they are lonely. In discussions about loneliness, boredom and depression often come up. Feeling bored and feeling lonely are very closely related. In both instances, you feel disengaged from tasks, in the case of boredom, or people in the case of loneliness. Depression, though distinct, frequently follows and is typically coexistent with loneliness, as the person who is depressed will often withdraw from engaging with others. God's people are not exempt from the pain of loneliness. David was well acquainted with it, and his honest cries to God are recorded in the Psalms. We read in Psalm chapter 25, verses 16 through 21, that David longs to be connected to God and his reliance upon that relationship. Let me quote it. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and upright protect me, because my expectation, Lord, is in you.
God's prophets often felt the pain of rejection and loneliness. For a moment, consider the prophet Jeremiah. The Lord told Jeremiah not to marry. He had few friends. Scholars oftentimes will refer to Jeremiah as the weeping prophet. God called him to speak out against the sinfulness of Judah and warn of impending judgment unless the people of Judah repented and changed their ways. Jeremiah chapter 15 captures the prophet speaking to God about his loneliness, his unending pain and suffering. Despite all of this, Jeremiah trusted the Lord and followed God's calling for his life. Scripture tells us that Jesus experienced loneliness. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, a prophecy about Jesus, we read, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Jesus can empathize with the pain of loneliness because he experienced it. Throughout the Bible, we see that connection with God and other followers of Jesus is good and desirable and preferable to being isolated and alone. David wrote, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life for the eon. Jesus assured his disciples, For where there are two or more gathered in my name, there I am with them. And speaking to the effects on a person's work and enjoyment of life, when we are not connected with others, King Solomon observed in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, the following. Again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? He asked. And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not 
quickly broken. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27, Paul conveyed a sense of urgency about repairing broken relationships so that we are not alone and weak, thereby giving Satan a foothold to attack the body of Christ. These and many other verses communicate the message that together we have greater support and strength to resist temptation and idols so that we can continue playing our part in God's plan to conciliate all of his creation. When I have felt lonely, I have found that reading Scripture becomes a great source of comfort to me. Scripture is supernatural, and it can help anyone who feels lonely, including lonely singles who would long to have someone in their life. Lonely married couples who want that connection that they had when they first got married. And those who are experiencing loneliness and depression because they are just isolated from other individuals, whether they are just extremely introverted or ashamed of something they've done or feel disconnected. As the foundation, God's word reminds us that despite our loneliness telling us that we are alone, as his beloved children, we are never alone. I want you to consider the following verses, and I'm just going to read a couple of them. Psalm 27, verse 10 states, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Psalm 68, verses 5 and 6 state, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families he leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 state, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 states, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, 
Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you are part of what God is doing. You are an ambassador. And you have a role to play. You are God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Isn't that an incredible thing to even think about? That God loves you so well that he sees you this way? We read during the time frame of Jesus' death on the cross, a very curious statement. Mark chapter 15, verses 37 through 38 records this. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. What is the significance of the curtain? This is the curtain that separated the people from the Holy of Holies. Only certain priests were allowed to step into that sacred space. And ripping open the curtain, and I want you to notice, it's from the top to the bottom. It's being ripped from above down to the ground. In ripping open this curtain, connecting people with God, and sealing us with the Holy Spirit, God's plan is for you to be his dwelling place. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 state, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So when you are sad and lonely, or when you feel alone, remember that you are called to connect people with God. You are an ambassador. Intentionally living into your calling will help you overcome chronic loneliness. Being an ambassador for Christ means that each of us is to connect with God, connect with fellow believers, and reach out to connect with people who do not know God so that they can be conciliated back to God and reconciliation take place. We need to connect with God through reading scripture, praying, and participating in worship and study. One practice I really enjoy is writing out meaningful Bible verses on an index card and then rereading them throughout the day. 
so that I can meditate on these things. And sometimes I will do this as I am preparing to head off to sleep so that my thoughts as I go to sleep are turned towards God. I am connecting with him. We need to connect with fellow believers. And this includes going to Bible studies or small group studies, <laughs> enjoying times of fellowship with one another, and serving alongside others at events or out in the community. I would highly recommend that each of you find a group that you can study the scriptures with. You need to participate in a daily or weekly, at the very least, Bible study. Time spent in the Word and sharing prayer requests with other believers and praying for each other and developing trusted friendships in a Bible study group has been an enormous blessing in my life. As a, I'm sure it has in many of your lives. And we need to reach out to connect with people who do not know the Lord and who do not have a relationship with him. Get involved in your community by volunteering for social sector organizations and finding ways to humbly love and serve the people you meet. And as God puts people on your heart, pray for them, reach out to connect with them, and share the loving message that Jesus Christ died for their sins according to the scriptures, and that he was entombed, and that he was aroused again on the third day according to the scriptures, and that by simply believing this, they too can have a relationship with God. They too can have communion with God. They can be connected with God. <clears throat> they too will have one who takes residency within them, who will never leave them, who is always there, always comforting, always building up. When you have God, you are never alone. Your natural inclination when you are feeling lonely might be to pull back and see if anyone will reach out to you. But I would encourage you to turn that around. I would encourage you to start by praying. Pray for God to help you live out your ambassadorship to fill you with his knowledge and to give you his wisdom so that you can connect with those who are in your family or with other believers and with the community as a whole. 
God is faithful. He will open doors for you to become more connected to your family, to your community, and to other believers. When people come in contact with the divine connection reflected in you as a believer, they will see that God loves them. And his love ensures that we are never alone. Good day and God bless. We want to thank you for listening to this week's Differing Things podcast. If you would like to get more information about the Bible, please check out our website, www.beacon-ministries.org. Do not forget to join us next week for a new Differing Things podcast.